Hi everyone. Welcome to Real World Parenting, tips and scripts for parents on roads less traveled. I'm Dr. Laura Anderson, a child and family psychologist, and I'm glad you're here. As you settle in to listen, let me reassure you that you are in the right place. If you're a loving parent looking for answers and encouragement, and maybe even a chuckle amidst hard things. If you're a loving parent who's raising a child on a journey different from your own as a child, and are seeking a compass as you navigate uncharted waters. This is the place for you if you get the theory of parenting advice you keep hearing, but for the love of chocolate and curry and all other nearly perfect things, that theory never quite works as planned with your actual children. Finally, you are in exactly the right place if you're a therapist or clinician who works with kids, teens, and families. My intention is that these episodes will deepen your work and change lives. So in this intro, I get two to three minutes here to boil down 30 years of work in my psychology offices and my experience as a mom in the trenches and let you know what I'll offer with this podcast. I almost called it Lessons from Our Living Rooms or Couch Conversations because my offerings will be things I have learned and keep learning from the vantage point of both my living room couch and my therapy office couch. The aim of this podcast is to offer hope, support, wisdom, and experience in community. To provide clinicians a window into what our recommendations actually mean for real families in real life. We will talk all things kid and teen related and shine a spotlight on families navigating identities related to race, gender, and adoption. We will explore common child and adolescent mental health and wellness related topics. The hope is to leave you with a greater understanding of your child's needs and a, you got this, energy. Episodes will also feature actual practical tips and answers to questions including, well, what do I say when? And well, what do I do when? So that you feel equipped to handle the day-to-day parenting puzzles we face. So pour yourself a cuppa or lace up some shoes or hide in your busy parent bathroom for a bit and join me for head and heart conversations about loving and living with children walking past less often traveled. Have I mentioned I'm glad you're here? I trust that you'll be glad too. Hi everyone, I'm Dr. Laura Anderson with Common Cord Psychology Services, and I am so excited to be here to walk this journey with you. Well, let's face it, walk part of this journey, run, trot, stumble, lie on the ground kicking and pounding sometimes. (laughs) It's a journey, and I'm glad to be here with you. Today's a big day for me, and hopefully the start of a pretty awesome relationship. It's the first episode of this podcast, and I could not be more excited. I get to show up, share stories, and sit with experts who are all passionate about making kids, teens, and families' lives better. For me, it doesn't get much better than that. Over the years, I have to say I've found that humility and humor are key to managing this wild ride that we call parenting. And thus, I will start with a story. A story of a parenting fail that lives on in the memory of many around me and in my own little family. It's an example of the application of theory when it really didn't make sense. And yes, it's a tribute to spirited parents everywhere. At the time, My nearly four-year-old child was a child who was well-known for his persistence. Epic relentlessness, in fact. 
This particular day, he'd seen that we had marshmallows and was on a mission to have many. I let him have two or three, and then I set the limit and tucked the bag away. In the midst of a harried morning, after what was inevitably a harried night, he continued to ask over and over and over again for another marshmallow. I said no. I said no again. I said no over and over again. I distracted him with other healthy foods and suggestions for things to do. I walked out of the kitchen. I walked back in the kitchen. And after about the 57th request, I turned on my heels to face him and I said, for the love of puppies, if you ask me one more time for a marshmallow, I'm gonna drive over the marshmallows with my car. <laughs> he paused briefly, mouth slightly agape. He walked slowly away and I thought, whew, Dr. Anderson, that was a close one. He was about to call your bluff. Yeah, you got out of that one. And then 30 seconds later, he walked back up and said, drum roll, can I have a marshmallow? I took a deep breath, grabbed the bag of marshmallows off the shelf, all the while the saying, you have to do what you said you were gonna do, or you've lost all your credibility. You have to follow through, or, or, or he's never gonna believe anything you say again. This was ringing in my ears. That ringing in my ears was also competing with, uh, this is a little bit nutty, Dr. Anderson. Are you sure about this? I marched outside nonetheless. <laughs> I put the marshmallows under the back tire of my car as my son stood wide-eyed safely in the garage. I calmly backed over the marshmallow bag and drove forward and drove back again. My son went through the predictable stages of shock and grief and then as I backed up, back and forth over the marshmallows, we both started laughing hard. Eventually I did stop <laughs> and I pulled the smashed bag of marshmallows out from under my car tire. My son said, Mama, I can't believe you just ran over food. To which I responded curtly, marshmallows aren't really food in defense of my actions. And then I thought very quickly, don't ever tell anyone you just did this, Lara. Closely followed by, you really need more sleep, Lara. Ultimately, we had a good laugh together, and I promised myself to avoid power struggles, I would make more eye contact and make more focused time to say no and re-engage my child in other ways. I tell this story in many of the parenting trainings I do. It highlights the humanness of us as parents. And it reminds us that even with a doctorate degree and decades of experience, we can be brought to the edge of sensibility by small things, let alone bigger journeys our kids are on. It's with this approach of candor, humility, and humor that I plan to tackle tough subjects here. Real conversations for real life parenting and practical ideas for how to handle what life throws at you. So professionally, I'm 30 years into working with kids, teens, and families. Wherever they've been, I've worked. I've worked in hospital inpatient units, residential treatment units, juvenile detention facilities, therapeutic foster homes, Head Start preschools, elementary, middle, and high schools, public, private, and international schools in several states, 
countries and continents. And lastly, you've worked in private practices in many of those places. That's countless hours of time with kids, teens, and families, and teachers. That's lots of loss, confusion, anger. For me, it's also been a ticket to 25 years plus of dental work in root canals as the result of catching an uppercut to the jaw while working in a detention facility. The punch wasn't intended for me, but it landed. Intentions and impact are two different things, especially with children and teens navigating tough stuff and with parents trying to muddle through. In addition to countless office hours, I have a chunk of time under my belt as a mom to a child on different journeys than my own. My child has perhaps been my greatest teacher and will inevitably continue to be. So why now? Why this podcast in this time? Because for 25 years, I've watched parents love hard and mean well and struggle with what to say or do, especially when their child's journey is somehow somewhat different from their own. It is true that all parenting is hard and humbling. It is equally true that some parenting is harder than others. When I was new in my career, I, you know, I had theories. I did, I had a lot of theory before I was a mom. And, and I did some good work before I was a mom as a, as a child psychologist, right? I've never been the know-it-all, ivory tower, um, you know, knower of all things. I always approach families genuinely by saying, well, so listen, you're the expert in your child. I'm never gonna know your child as well as you know your child. And I'm the expert in some theory. So together, in partnership, let's see if we can help things feel smoother and have greater ease at home. One of the first questions parents always ask me was, are you a parent? And I would kind of stumble through that and, and just sort of hope for the best. And I learned a lot along the way, as I've continued to learn even post-parenting as a child psychologist. Then I spent tons of time with kids and families who have regulation challenges or trauma histories or neurodiversity in different forms. And I became a mom. You know, I had some revelations a lot of the things I thought I knew and I'd learned didn't apply to families like mine, and I needed a different approach. There were numerous parents I wanted to call back and say, hi, yeah, hi, remember me? Um, sorry about that. The things I recommended were, were never really going to work, but I did mean well. I really did. Um, I had to rethink many of the things I'd been taught. Not all the things, by any means, but many important parts of what I thought I knew needed to be re-examined and shifted and looked at through different lenses. In our time together, I'm going to share those shortcuts. I hope to make child psychology accessible to parents for day-to-day -day living. In our time together, I hope we'll laugh at ourselves, that we'll bring our introspective selves here and a willingness to hold up a mirror and look deeply at our parenting practices. But we will also leave our own internal critics' voices at the door. This stuff is messy. We've made mistakes, we'll make more, and we will live and learn and laugh together. Some weeks it will be easier to laugh than others. We will cover some super hard stuff here, have candid conversations. I will bust myths. I will name harmful myths. I will provide information on up-to-date research on topics we will cover. I'll call out biases that we all hold as parents. 
and biases that others will have about your children. I will stay committed to offering practical, tangible tips for parenting kids on roads less traveled. Well, what do I mean when I say roads less traveled? As I mentioned, being a kid is never easy. We all face challenges in life. And sometimes the world is set up for you more than others. My practice and experience has focused on kids navigating their racial identities, gender and sexual orientation identities, and adoptive identities. They often make wonderful human beings and the world is not set up for them. Schools and early social scenes are not set up for them. Massive forces of cultural influence often make it an uphill climb. And if you're parenting a child along the paths of those pillars, there are specific challenges your whole family will face. And some of the most common theories in child development need tweaking to apply to you and your family. Now, don't get me wrong, there are specific joys that you will get to live as well, and that will not be lost in our conversations. Sometimes you have to sort through the muck and the hard parts and the, and the knowing and the learning and the vulnerability to get to the celebrations. Be prepared to join me for both the hard parts and the parties inherent to raising kids navigating gender, race, and adoption-related identities. So why these conversations? Why now? As parents, we want to protect our kids when possible. And we need to prepare them when we know we can't protect them. Parents need support around hard, distinct decision-making on several of these journeys. And parents need guidance about how to have specific, really hard conversations. At which ages, in what way, with which wording. In addition to the three pillars of gender, race, and adoption, we will talk more broadly about what it means to parents' kids experiencing anxiety or depression, ADHD, learning disabilities. Each of these situations leads to enriched and distinct parenting. My hope is to help boil down broad research and theory into parenting nuggets for your average Tuesday night mealtime, because that's where the theories really matter. Bring to me your questions. I get to sit with experts, experts of the formal training kind and experts of the lived experience kind. It is in the beauty between those two places that learning and change happen. To be clear, I'm white, waspy white, heterosexual, cisgender, and raised in a family to which I was fully biologically related. I know I hold tremendous privilege when talking about race gender, sexual orientation, and adoption. I'm committed to centering voices and experiences of those who have firsthand lived experience on these journeys, and to be candid and clear about the ways my privilege informs my lenses. At the same time, I do have lived experience of parenting these journeys and tremendous respect for the enormity of the sense of responsibility we feel for our children and the worry we parents hold for our kids. So parent to parent, rest assured, I will have your back, hold your hand, and kick your butt toward getting it righter than we have before. If you're a clinician checking this out, welcome, welcome, welcome. I've benefited from some amazing teachers, mentors, and peers, and it is a joy to be able to give back. Some of my favorite things to do have been teaching, training, and speaking, 
about, about the lucky lessons I've been, been honored to learn. After 25 years as a clinician, there are things I get to say very often in my office. Many of these things I learned in school, but most of them I did not. The worlds of adoption, gender, sexual orientation, and racial identity work are distinct and specialized and deserving of clinicians who've taken deeper dives into the research, practice, and the very humanity of these distinct family journeys. Countless times I have listened to kids, teens, and families lament how hard it is to truly find clinicians who are both sensitive and skilled when it comes to their multiracial families, adoptive families, and families raising gender expansive, lesbian, gay, bisexual, pansexual, non-binary, and transgender kids. I invite you to stay, to challenge yourself, listen, and learn. This work is life-changing, and for some kids and families on the most marginalized journeys, our work can truly be life-saving. I will be continuing these conversations for clinicians in a membership group that's rolling out this spring. And in case you thought you were off the hook, you can also expect some back-having, hand-holding, and butt-kicking in that group. I look forward to learning from you as well. Together, we can raise the standards of practice and care. All right. So as I bring this intro to a close, ultimately, I'm here to help kids and families derive strength from their differences and truly thrive. Here we will love hard, learn lots, forgive ourselves, cheer each other on, call each other out, and square our shoulders, lift our chins, and walk firmly into showing up fully for our kids. Parents and caregivers, I invite you to take a second right now and imagine the child or children that brought you to this space. Imagine looking into their eyes. Visualize holding their hearts in your hands. See their spines strengthening. See their spirits shining. They may not know it yet, but they are glad you are here too. Thank you so much for tuning in today, and I look forward to meeting with you again. Be well.